0: eftm
1: tech
2: cars lifestyle this is the eftm podcast with trevor long
3: EFTM.
2: thank you for listening great to have your company trevor long with you on the eftm podcast good to be with you taking your calls on tech questions and chatting about all things tech cars and lifestyle whatever we can get to we'll get to if you got a question you bought something cool you want to chat about it just go to the website, eftm.com, click Ask Trev, and um, I will get back to you when we record, um, which won't happen next week. Uh, next week I'm in Cupertino for the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, uh, so there will not be an EFTM podcast next week. Um, we will wrap up the uh, the event uh, when I get back on Two Bikes Talking Tech and all the details of what Apple announces um at the Worldwide Developers Conference will be at eftm.com. It'll be on the Today Show on Tuesday morning and on 9news.com.au. So we'll have you covered um, and get all the information about what's coming in iOS 16. Uh, and that's the big thing. The Worldwide Developers Conference, I think you guys have been here long enough. You know what's going on. Um, but if you're new, Worldwide Developers Conference, an annual conference where uh, – developers the people who make apps from around the world are invited um to uh originally San Francisco now San Jose um but with covid uh in 2020 2021 and now 2022 it's a digital event so developers don't need to go the whole thing's online it's awesome they can have sessions they can learn about what's changing in iOS but also what advice they can get for app development and different things whether it's a technical little line of code or whatever it might be, it's a phenomenal way for developers to engage with Apple engineers and for Apple engineers to engage with the developers. But there is this year something happening at Apple Park. Uh, a small number of developers, I don't know if it's hundreds or thousands, um, have been invited to Apple Park, um, the Apple headquarters, to um, for something. <laughs> I don't know if it's just for the keynote or I don't know. I literally don't know what's happening. But... There will be a keynote. I assume it will be live, in that normal, you know, WWDC sense. And we'll, I'll be over there, and we'll bring you all the news from over there. For the first time, traveling. Um, in fact, the first time traveling with a tech company in well over two years. So CES and and Mobile World Congress, EFTM does those events with the support of many great companies and sponsors. But as a guest of a company, haven't traveled overseas for a couple of years, since February uh, 2020. So it's it'll be weird. It'll be weird and wild, but we can't wait to get back on a plane and we can't wait to catch up with all the great people at Apple again uh, and see what they've got on offer. And I suspect this will open the floodgates. I suspect that that means that without any um, shadow of a doubt, we will um, will be in America in August for uh, some sort of uh, Samsung event, for the new fold or whatever, might come and then again in September for Apple's iPhone so it's legit all happening folks it's legit all happening Um, this on this week's show uh, we've got a lot of calls as usual um, but we're also going to talk to the Minister for Customer Service in New South Wales Victor Dominello who New South Wales have a new thing called ID support which is there to help people after they've been the victims of identity fraud so or identity theft I love that Um, we're also going to talk to Jimmy Reese now if you're on TikTok you absolutely know who Jimmy Reese is. If you're on Facebook, you probably also well and truly know who Jimmy Reese is. Um, Jason, Jason, Jason. I mean, if that doesn't ring a bell, then you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, He's so fun. His content is hilarious and just makes you smile. And I know him as Jimmy Giggle because my kids grew up with Giggle and Hoot. And I'm ever since I saw him on TikTok, I kind of became fascinated with What the, like, how does this happen? Like, what is the, what is the approach here? How does this come about? Was this something you planned? So I can't wait to catch up with Jimmy and unpack all that stuff. And if you're not following him already, join the 684,000 people who already are on TikTok. uh, Jimmy Reese, J-I-M-M-Y-R-E-E-S. And I'm sure he's on every other platform as well. But TikTok's the place to be. We all know that. Really? We know that, don't we? While you're there, Trevor Long. Search me up at Trevor Long. All right, let's get on with the show. This is the EFTM Podcast. The Thank you for listening the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long. If you've got a question, go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Peter. G'day, Trevor. How's it going? Good, mate. What can I do for you?
1: Okay. Well, I was just wanted to let you know about uh, the NBN and how I have uh, I was really surprised. Uh, I've been one of those poor people, I guess, uh, stuck on the fibre to the node and not mm. getting the speed that I really wanted to get out of it.
2: What sort of speed are you getting? Uh
1: uh, well, I'm claimed a 50-20, but in reality, it's uh, something like about 45-13.
2: Uh, that's about, uh, I mean, the 13 not, is, is, is a bit below par, mode. but the 45 yes. is about what you'd, you'd expect on a 50. And what what did you have yes. before NBN?
1: Oh, uh, ADSL, and that was like uh, 15 or 14 down, and uh, there's two or three up, I think.
2: That's actually not bad, bad for ADSL, to be honest, the 15 down. Yes. Um, But it, it's kind of not really a massive bump up, really, then, then is it? So, well, um, yeah, it was, it wasn't bad. You know,
1: hmm. we, um, we're getting the 46, well,
2: 45, 46 there now. So yep. that's all right. Yep. And so what's, what's happening now?
1: Okay. So I was really surprised. Uh, I had the, um, I had a thing from Aussie broadband, who's my RSP. Hmm. And, uh, they said, uh, look, you're eligible for this new fiber connect plan. that has been run by the NBN. And, uh, would you be interested in that? And I said, yeah, sure. So what's, how do they uh, reach out the to deal? you? Just
2: as an email? Just, or by, phone. Really? Just by phone. Really? Mm. Wow. And so what commitment did you need to make to, to, to get well, the, included? The minimum
1: Well, yeah, the minimum tier I needed was uh, to go up to 100 down.
4: Is that all? Uh, so that's the commitment.
1: The, I think they call the Family Connect plan. Yeah. I think that one's cool. So that was the, uh, that was the minimum requirement for that. And uh, is it a, and said, is that
2: therefore yeah. a contract? Like do you need to stay? Yeah, so
1: yeah. Uh, Okay, so what you've got then is you've got to have uh, 12 months yeah. minimum. Which, if you go off that 12 months, if you go to another another RSP or if you um, decide, I know I can't, I don't want to pay this amount, Mm. um, then I think you're subject to about a $200 fee from NBN.
2: Which is not awful given they're putting fiber in no. your house, right, actually? Well, <laughs> if you hadn't got a exactly quote like for it, it'd be something crazy. Yeah.
1: As I said to my wife, we're going from fiber to the node, which is sort of like the bottom range, and going to
2: fiber to the premises, which is the top range. So you would currently be paying, I guess, $79 a month? $79. I'm going to $99. So you're paying an extra 20 bucks and you're going to get yep. double the speed, but you also, I assume, therefore have the potential to go, well, up to $149 well, up a to month the, for the ultra fast, yeah. For the whatever the Ultrafast, limit. yeah
1: whatever the limit. And as I said to the guy too, so what's the story after 12 months if I decide, no, it's not really worth the extra 20 bucks? And he said, well, uh, we just take you back to a lower tier. And mm-hmm. I said, what about the infrastructure? Do I go back to fibre to the node? He said, no, that's it. He says, yeah, you're on fibre to the premises for, for life now. There's no fibre to the node after that for
2: you. I mean, I haven't looked at, at you know, realestate.com.au lately, but if it's not a tick box on a listing, you know, what style of NBN or what speed you get, it should be because that's how I'd be shopping for a house. Um, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. when we were last looking, we were, I had requirements, one of the, which was cable internet, which was the fastest at the time. Do, do you know mm. what you think will be the benefit to you or, or, or do you not realise it yet?
1: Uh, well, at this moment, um, you know, we're going okay with with uh, you know, 45, 46 down. We mm. get our, our movies and everything that we need. But, you know, it's just like anything. You always want a bit of extra speed and yep. a little bit of uh, – and I think more the reliability too because with the uh, with the copper – cabling coming in, the copper wire, it does get a bit subject to noise and uh, flooding in the pits yep. from rain, storms and stuff like that. And that tends, tends to knock us around a bit. And I'm hoping with the uh, fibres straight into the house, we're just going to get the um, uh, the, the reliability
2: uh, so, as well. So let me be clear. They called you, which is, yes. let's be honest, that's g- genius business, right? Because yes. oh, yeah. they... Have you ever complained about speed or talked to them about speed? Is there any record in your customer files, for example? No, Probably I knew not. what I was getting. I knew what I was getting yeah. from the start. So, so they've just um, gone. Here's a map of where the fibre to the node premises are, and here's yeah. our customers within that. Let's yeah. ring them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think a couple of months ago, I might have put something in on the on the website. There was something there, but I can't uh, really remember now what right. it was that. But anyway, yeah. So they, I made the w- call. What's the
2: process from here? Now, I should disclose. Yeah. Obviously, we wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. Rob Rigby, one of our long term listeners, got the same upgrade recently, and he wrote about it for me to understand what it was. I was fascinated by it because mm. uh, there's essentially kind of two stages. There's you know, someone's going to pull the cable through, and yep. then there's the kind of actual connect me. Parts. So have you got yeah. dates on any of that yet? Yeah, well, this is the funny
1: thing. So the guy said, You want to go ahead with that? And I said, Fine. I said, What's our timeline? Like six months or something like that? And he said, Oh, no, you should have it in by two months. I thought, Okay, well, that's, that's pretty good. Anyway, so the next day, um, I'm walking back to my house after taking the dog for a walk, and there's a guy out in the street with all the, the covers off all the way up the street, and he's pushing fiber through. And this is less than 24 hours after the phone call. I couldn't believe it. I thought, no, it can't be. There must be something else they're working on. I get up to my place. There's a, there's a Ute parked outside with all the cables on the back, and then there's a big uh, reel of fibre cable around the side of my house where the um, uh, where the fibre to the nose stuff comes through. And I said to the guy, I said, uh, "You're pushing some fibre through for me." He said, "Yeah." He says, "It's going through there now." I said, "Oh." Wow. Then I get a um, a text message saying um, we've got someone coming out on um, January 8th. So that's only that's like a couple maybe. of weeks away. So I thought, wow. So and June, June the 8th.
2: So you've got the, yeah. the, the, the fibres already weeks, pulled and you'll be connected weeks. in
1: June the 8th. Hmm. It was it was quicker than I thought because they did say to me at the time they said, Well, first of all, someone's gonna have to make an appointment. Come out, spend about three or four hours going through the place looking to see can it be done, what's gotta be done, do we need to dig a trench? Mm. I said, Look, if you're digging a trench and you're cutting through my concrete driveway, forget it. You know, it's not worth that. So that's a deal breaker to to you, yeah? That was a deal breaker because we've got a stencil driveway and we don't want that disrupted. Yep. Um, but they just pushed it up the um the pipe, which takes the um, uh, I was blown
2: away by that as well because and Rob mentioned that to me as well. That I mean, it does change. Uh, I've said a lot over the years about the original MBN plan and you know, digging up every, every street and stuff, mm. and it sounds like that would not have been required. And so, you know, I've often said that the the original plan would have cost you know 20 30 billion more, maybe it wouldn't have been as much because uh, of that mm. many conduits that do exist, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's fascinating that they can just, you know, push it through an existing conduit where there's a bit of copper, and hey presto, <laughs> there's fibre running. It, in it
1: might. Be, it might be because the estate I'm in mean, is only about 20 years old, so mm. you know it's fairly new in in that respect for yeah. telecommunications. So, uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, well, mate, I, I that's that's, really a great, great, that's a great,
2: great. It's a great story hmm. that, you, that you got it so quickly, and uh, I think you will well, fingers one of crossed many.
1: that they come out on the on the June the eighth and actually go ahead and get it all sorted. But uh, yeah. I think I think the hard bit's done. The fact that the fiber cable is now sitting on a, in a box out the side of my house already, uh, less than twenty four hours after I asked. Yeah, for mate, a, play, some scratches, play some scratchies.
2: Play some scratchies. Do some stuff. Yeah, Cause exactly. if you ever if you ever come into fifty bucks, uh, just upgrade for a month to the to the to the the ultra fast. Just to, to you know, just to do a speed test, you know, just to do a speed test.
1: Just to see what it's like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I want to see what my maximum is.
2: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would do that. All right, well, that's awesome. Great story. Good on you, mate, and I appreciate you sharing it. Thanks, Peter. Yeah,
1: no no worries, Trevor.
2: Good on you. Let's Thanks, you. mate. Cheers. I mean, that's fascinating, isn't it? You know, um, to get the turnaround so quickly makes me wonder, is it because not enough people are taking up the offer or they are super geared for area-by-area uh, take up of this. And maybe the RSPs like Aussie are, are responding to that. And the use of the copper does make me think that fibre everywhere would have been cheaper than I originally thought it would be, which was you know tens of millions more than, than what the multi-technology mix would be. But no doubt it still would have taken longer, been harder and cost more. But it's great that you can get it now if you want it. And what you'll find is the Labor Party, I think, will announce, because they can't say every home, but if, if right now the number is 7.5 million, let's say, that have access to fibre or ultra-fast speeds, they can just say 9 million homes or whatever it is have access to and their number will be higher so that they can go to the next election and every other time say, we did more. That's all they need to be able to do. They just need to be able to say, we did more. And that's what will happen with the rest of the fibre to the node network in time. But it is going to take some time. Thank you for listening. Uh, Trevor Long taking your calls. Roger's on the line. Good Roger Rog.
3: Good day, Trevor. How you going?
2: Really good, mate. What can I do for you,
3: uh, mate? I've got a um, very elderly mother-in-law who has um, a very old computer. It's about seven years old, and um, she basically uses it for browsing, etc. And um, but she does require a USB drive because she does a lot of um, um, what do you call it um, embroidery and all that sort of stuff. So she gets a gets her. Um, her patterns off, off, off the web, and puts a USB into her embroidery machine, and away she goes. Oh right! But, wow. Yes, yeah, so she does pretty well for her age, but um, the thing is, the machine's like her laptop, seven years old. It's so mm-hmm. it's an Ace, It's a Acer, I think it was. Um, it's only got four gig of RAM, and it's got a 500 gigabyte hard drive. But it is really slow, and I've done as much as I possibly can <laughs> do to try to speed it all up. And I don't. And she hasn't being a pensioner; she hasn't got much money to do anything. So it's a matter of what we can do to keep her running, mm-hmm. um, basically. Um, and I heard the and you meant I heard you talk about Chromebooks the other day, singing their praises. And I also saw somewhere that Chromebook or somewhere is advertising that you can. Create or turn turn your old laptop into a Chromebook and give it a newly on life. So I thought, is it something that's worth doing? Can it be done? Or what? You've not not, now got me thinking
2: you got now me thinking about doing this to maybe an old laptop here because I'll be honest, it's not something I'd heard about until I saw your question. And I think what a great way to bring life back to a to a laptop. The the requirements aren't that crazy. Like they 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 say you need an eight gigabyte USB stick, so that's easy. Yep. Um, and you need to check that the device is certified, which I think is going to be the main issue. Now, is it a brand name
3: um, laptop? Yep, it's a Acer. Um, um, yeah, but it's, it's a standard straight straight out of. Bought from JB, um, okay, Harvey Norman or somewhere. So you know, it's, it's a normal brand, but well, it was, there are like, a it was bunch. Only about five or five hundred dollars years and years ago. So it's not a great so model. So
2: basically, there's a there's a service called Cloud Ready. I don't understand. Yeah, it's called Neverware. They actually now yep. are part of Google, so they've obviously been bought by them. And they've got a database of 450 different models. Now, 450 not a lot when you think about how many laptops there are in the world. Um, but there's a few Aces, Acer Aspires, Acer travel mates so there's a couple and look the Mm -hmm. bottom line is you know you're going to have to roll the dice at some point and see whether it works um and there's there's some critical requirements now i'm just looking at what they are essentially they say you need eight gigabyte you need an eight gigabyte usb stick hardware compatibility i thought i read somewhere that you needed two gigabytes of ram so you'll tick that box yep um it's really just a matter of whether or not the, the computer will take it. It'd be fascinating to see look the problem is it's you can't really just roll the dice and hope for it because
3: yeah, that's right
2: <laughs> Yeah you no know, you then you've then got a real issue and the thing is it's it's not like she'd be use a tablet would be useful for her because you know she needs this whole USB thing.
3: Um, yeah, she, she's, she's got an iPad anyway which she uses for other stuff But the yeah, it's other just, stuff a, just this USB issue that, that she's got for, yeah. the only other thing is that I do all of the downloads under my thing and take it around uh, in, and look that'd be lovely but to she, see she's got exactly
2: to. at this point any independence you've got is great you don't want yeah. to take any of it away where possible so um, spend some time have uh, look up Neverwhere as in N-E-V-E-R-W-A-R-E Neverwhere Yep. um cloud ready um yep. so cloud ready is the website that shows you everything you need to do it's you know this is not uh you know simple but i think f- <laughs> it feels like there's a really good step-by-step guide here to to use um, Okay. yep because it's going to require a bit of bit of mucking around but once you get it going man it'll be awesome um yep. so theoretically yes but you'll just need to check before you do it and Back you know, everything
3: up before. We, like, so look if I if I if I because like, mate, I, if I think if if, up to, if you
2: bin it and yeah. go cry, I don't know how easy it's going to be to go back.
3: To go back, yeah, that's that was my concern. That's my number one fear. Yeah. Okay. We shall suck it and give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want. To, I, <laughs> I look it, forward to nice hearing how it goes, trying, mate. Yeah, Snow's nice even throwing some rain at it because it's going to be a few hundred dollars and just seems ridiculous. And I thought this might be the option. So.
2: Yeah, I think I think adding to the laptop you've got would be not not a wise move. You're better off, you know, saving for or looking at a second hand device or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, let me know how you go. All right,
3: fantastic shoulder trip. Thanks Good on you, much. mate. Cheers. See Appreciate the you. call.
2: Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, didn't know it was possible. Now the website really does have a, I would say, limited list, but that means certified devices, right? Um, and I'm looking. If I look up Lenovo, which is another brand. Uh, ThinkPad, ThinkPad, Think, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, my old Lenovo ThinkPad Carbon could do it. I don't use it anymore. I should bin it. I'm going to try this. Um, it just wasn't every Acer model that, that I saw there. So that'll be fascinating. We're going to give that a try. and um, look forward to hearing back from Roger. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, I worry about talking to my next guest and saying too much that, He might not want to talk about. Um, But I think it's the life that you lead when you have a persona of uh, a character for such a long time. But I'm so interested in the second act, if you want to call it that, of my next guest, Jimmy Reese. Because, yes, I have three children, uh, 10, 11, and 15, and he knows by me identifying their ages that I know him best as Jimmy Giggle. (laughs) But fortunately, over the last, I would say, two years, basically, COVID, um, I think me and many other Australians have begun to know him as Jason, uh, and he's on the line now. Jimmy Reese, g'day mate, how are you?
4: G'day Trevor, I'm good, mate. I'm really good. It's Thanks an that, uh, awesome that introduction.
2: <laughs> I mean, is it annoying that uh, everyone just knows you as Jimmy Giggle, or is it starting to fade away and you're now that guy from YouTube or TikTok that or thing, Instagram? Yeah.
4: No, it's good. You know, like Giggle, who's some of the best years of my life. You know, I learnt like a whole bunch about entertainment, about you know TV. Um, as long as well as you know, being on on screens and um, you know, and entertaining kids for mm. ten years, I did that. Um, it's been it's still on air, so it's uh, you know, it's it's in reruns. It's been in reruns for the last couple of years. So, you know, I I actually it's funny. Um, you, there's these moments where you know you kind of reflect on it, or whatever. But I think. Uh, <laughs> And you said the age of your kids, and uh, but uh, there were some kids in the early days who probably would have been seven or maybe mm. seven or eight, you know, <laughs> in the first things. I went out the other night. Um, I had a show at the Palais, did the show. We went to the S B afterwards. i never... Be- like, this is an establishment in... You yes, know, it's the, a
2: well, uh, well-regarded yeah, establishment.
4: In St Kilda in Melbourne, and I uh, oh, look, I, I don't belong there, you know. I'm a bit old <laughs> now, but anyway, the, the amount of people, teenagers that came up to me were like, oh, I watched you as a kid. I was like, great, this is making me feel real old. You <laughs> can buy me a beer now. It's, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's kind of like the Wiggles doing that adult uh, show. It sounds wrong <laughs> exactly. when they say adult show, but you know what I mean. It's, it, it is yeah. amazing how generationally uh, content like that becomes. But uh, uh, talk to me about... What came first, TikTok, Instagram, or, or YouTube? Because it, it's, you do, I think you do everything now for, for them all, but where did yeah. you first start dabbling with, I'm just going to muck around with my own content? Yeah.
4: Yeah, well, um, I think it was TikTok. Really, was the um, almost like a confidence thing, you know. And, mm. and I, that sounds funny coming from you know. If if I said that to someone, and they're like, "Yeah, but you've been on TV, prancing around in pyjamas for ten years. Like, mm. where, why do you need any confidence?" But it's quite revealing to be yourself, you know, or or come across as yourself online and putting something on your own social media is different to doing it as a as part of a show. Mm. Um, but yeah, TikTok was. You know, we're talking 2019. Um, it's it's in its infancy, really. You know, it's still massive back then, but it's um, it's generally, a, a, I guess, a youngerish audience. It's obviously a bit more saturated now with uh, a vast us um, older demographic. people. <laughs> yeah, the older folks. Um, but it was just really looking through. I was a long watcher of TikTok, going, "Oh yeah, cool. Oh maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do that." It just gave you a bit of confidence to throw something. It's a bit daggy. It's a bit silly. Um, and that's right up my alley. So I, I started throwing a few things up there. Um, and then, really, where, where I noticed the, an uptick in uh, was when I did post similar videos to Facebook, really, yeah, um, right. initially. And it went, you know, I, had, I think I had 20,000 followers for my time at Giggle and Hoot. Well, this video I posted about, you know, sort of about parenting. Got a million reach. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's crazy. And so, and, you know, start of the pandemic, had nothing else to do. And I just – I said to myself, and I said to my wife, um, I'm just going to try and do one every day. I've got to keep this momentum going. Yep. I know that there's sort of like, you know, um, there is, uh, you know, a long-term uh, you know, income in it, or you know, you can you can make a living. You get that feeling in online, your so.
2: in your gut that there's something yeah. in it, don't you? Uh, and I'll be yeah. honest, uh, I, I felt the same thing when I I'm like, yeah, I was just scrolling through it all the time, watching stuff, and then you, you just start <laughs> Sorry, to see you yeah, you start to see people doing. It's like that's my bag. What are you doing? That's my thing. Yeah. This is not. <laughs> finally, it's not you know chicks in bikinis and 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 pressure yeah. washing. I'm actually seeing my kind of content, and I went, yeah, oh, of course. And the reward. And I guess it's different because you, you didn't start with the other stuff. But honestly, YouTube and things like that—it's just—it's so hit and miss. Whereas I feel like if it's good content, TikTok just makes it work. And was there like that, obviously then you got in in lockdown, you got to that whole, I guess two two part act uh, in in a lot of your your videos. Yeah. Did did you realise they were working well and go well? I've got to just narrow now. I've got to i got to I've got to work on this as as my content
4: yeah that's it yeah i I started doing the parenting sort of things and and like you know um i think one of uh one of the early videos that went a bit crazy was um you know, like homeschool, what what homeschool is like, you know, and just acting out like what, what homeschool is like, and then, but then I started, yeah, it was a bit more of a comment on, you know, the the crazy stuff that's happening, and we're watching press conferences every single day, and like, <laughs> what the hell, I'm like this is weird, yeah. and yeah, really, a few of those took off, and I thought, oh well, this is you know, this is where I kind of, I still had my ABC hat on for a long time, <laughs> you right. just it's you a, know, um,
2: you kind of feel you know, feel like you've got to be a bit cautious about what yeah, you create cautious. with your identity
4: always bleep out like any I still do or bleep yeah. out any swear word even just saying like you know like dick
2: or something I was like oh, it just makes know, it I'm more shareable that, though <laughs> I, I respect exactly. that because it makes it shareable like we well my wife and I will often you know be laughing at something and show the kids and then you realize they can't see that um yeah. and yeah. so I actually I actually think that's a that's a broad broad audience thing that's a yeah. that's a smart move but yeah. yeah, you know, and I think COVID, as weird as it is, because you got, I know I'm not in Melbourne, but obviously Melbourne had it worse than anywhere else in terms of the lockdowns. But that that drive to just do something every day yeah. gave you something to do, I guess, and also would have given you a reward. Because I guess you're the kind of person that looks at it and goes, This is like it gives you a smile when you get a lot of comments, it gives you a smile when a video Definitely. gets the views.
4: Yeah, kind of different to like a live audience or like a TV audience or something like that. Yeah, you just – you can see the initial feedback coming through in comments and shares and, and likes and, you know, if the video is going well, you kind of know about it. Your phone keeps lining up and you're like, oh, wow, that was fun and people want more and and then, yeah, as much as it was a thing for, you know, um, me to do and like <laughs> I had nothing else to do sort of thing, it, it soon became something which I was like, oh, I can make a." I could make uh, something of these growing followers growing um, mm. growing a presence, trying new things out people um you know following a character like the whole guy decides Jason slash the guy who's making silly decisions like, yeah. they, and then keep doing more of those and it becomes a bit of a series, and then people want more, they suggest more things, and it becomes a bit of a community kind of based thing and and um and that was yeah obviously reward and then you know like a couple of years later it's turned into a complete business, you know like <laughs> some um you all the things of you can monetize some of the channels like that's Mm. um that's one sort of revenue um there's also sponsored content people wanting me to make like videos for there like not even on my channels yes like do something for them like it's almost like a uh, corporate gig but just make a video (laughs) make a video for for um um, a business or a corporation or something and then yeah lots of things have come from it and i've just been sort of blown away with the response and then recently (laughs) i'm just we someone suggested oh do a live show you should do a live show and I thought So oh, now this is what
2: i got to understand <laughs> I mean I've seen like behind like when you've got off stage you've posted stuff but I don't I've got to be honest what do you do on stage because what I think of is maybe I see too much of the you know the two person character stuff but or you know the guy decides or not, but yeah. how are you doing a stage show <laughs> on your own or are you not on your own
4: um, well yeah, I am on my own. Um it's just me putting a few hats on and some scarves and like I'm a million people, right? Okay, right. <laughs> so I've got like in the show I do a like I do a silly press conference at the start and depending yes. on which state I'm in, I'll just mimic the <laughs> Yeah, and I've got a big screen that kind of looks like a phone yeah. behind me. Right. Um because that's where people have known me from <laughs> recently. Yes. Um and, um, and I, I kind of try and replicate some of the videos that I've been making. There's some bit of stand up comedy in there. Um and then the guy side section we decided to Um, do with lighting, you know, uh, like a a lighting change and put the glasses on and, and, you know, pick the glass up it yeah, is right. all the difference in the character. So, so it's we've the we've fun. It's, it's
2: actually part of the fun is watching you jump from one side to the other under yeah. one light and, and do that as well.
4: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it's, it, we're bringing it to the stage is a bit of a challenge, but it's also a different medium. So it's, it's fun anyway. And, you know, you, you know, it's like um, performing in front of a live audience or something. There's immediate feedback and yeah. you're, you're in there for the first time. This is the only time this is happening. Was it nerve wracking?
2: Because obviously, Giggle and Hoot is recorded, recorded probably mm-hmm. months before it goes to air. Um, they did some live things, I guess. I remember seeing, yep. you know, Know, appearances and stuff but it's not really a you know show hall your name on on the banner did was it nervous the first time you know putting your name up in lights and going i hope people buy tickets
4: yeah it was i didn't believe that you know um we had a relationship with live nation um, through and hood because we did some touring with mm-hmm. um, live nation and then uh you know obviously there's there's a kids department um there and then someone from the you know, from the comedy uh, section, said, "Hey, you should do a show." And I'm like, "Really? I don't know." And I and they had all the confidence, yeah. Um, and I didn't have much. And and then we put we were very conservative in the amount of shows that we were doing in each state, and we just thought we'd do a couple. You know, the East Coast sort of one here, one there, one there. Yep. Um, they sold out pretty quick, and then we just kept adding shows. And I, I was sort of blown away. And yeah, I I I played I've done a couple of shows at the Palais now. <laughs> Sell out shows at the Palais. I never thought that would going to happen. <laughs> it's just gone crazy so. You know and, and again, I um it sort of reinforces the fact about social media is mm. can be so powerful for um, you know, um, for someone uh, a creating content yeah. um, online, and if it hits a mark, like I say, if it's good and people are responding to it, then it can turn into lots of other avenues. So it's been—I've been blown away. It's
2: you're crazy. not a—you're not a single man, you know, with no uh, no commitments. You're you're a married man with children. <laughs> what did you think you were going to do after giggle and hoot? Like, I mean, this wasn't um, this obviously wasn't the plan.
4: Yeah, I know it wasn't really. It was uh, it was kind of out of the situation, but um. You know, I like, look I've had a manager for a while who managed me through um Yeah uh, through Giggle and Hood and, and the tours and everything and we're always trying to get a, you know get on another show and you know the T V industry can be quite um quite harsh at times. You know, right. you've just gotta sort of throw yourself out there and be vulnerable and hope people you're in the right spot and people are looking for what you are even even if you are on television, um and breaking the You know, breaking out of the children's TV presenter is quite well. I thought it'd be more of a challenge than it has been, but it, um, it, I I don't know. I had lots of live gigs. The idea was to go down the comedy route, but we were in the early stages of talking about that. Um, and yeah, I just, I just, I think that making the content online was just able to show people who I was and what comedy that I could bring to online, and, and people got around it. So it's, uh, yeah, so we got there. Uh, a bit quicker, but hey, any pointers for people out there who are <laughs> transitioning from one to another? You know, like give it a go online. It's um, yeah, I think I think that's yeah, really interesting. really interesting
2: advice because I I often say people often say how do I get your job and I'm like just do it. Um, yeah, you know, I've obviously yeah. got to have the confidence that I'll still be okay when they when they get good yeah. at it. But um, uh, yeah. but you obviously also transitioned the content to a I don't know it sounds wrong to say but a more professional look too. Did you get a little yeah. office studio space so that you could? you know, have a dedicated workspace for this because obviously you suddenly needed to create video content on a regular basis.
4: Yeah, I did actually, yeah, yeah. So I had a camera kicking around for a a while, a Sony A7, and, um, and I... And I, I fired that up and and start stopped shooting on my phone and um and started doing that and then yeah pretty quickly we um well in and out of lockdowns but I've got a I had a oh my brother-in-law has a, a factory he's a sparking he's got a few extra rooms he's like oh you can have one yeah and it was just a tiny little room and mm. that's where I'd shoot my videos and edit and everything and um and now I've actually. Um, I've just chipped off a bit of his factory floor and <laughs> put up some black curtains, and now I've got a lot more space, <laughs> which is good. So he's like, "Yeah, sure, man. I don't need it all." So yeah, we're um, yeah, I'm sort of sitting in here now in a big factory floor.
2: <laughs> and, and do you have a big whiteboard on the wall that just says, "Right, this is where the idea is? Because it is kind of like stand up in a sense where it's about yeah. just having something in your mind and writing that down. I mean, I don't do stand up, but I, I love comedy, so I watch a lot yeah. of it and I watch, watch a lot of comedians doing podcasts and talking about it and. You know, I get the sense that it's all about just making notes and, and coming up with ideas and then trying to work them out. You, yep. I mean, you're not doing it every day. We just go, oh, here's today's idea. You must need a bit of a lead up for some stuff.
4: Yeah, that's it. I've got you know, just jot stuff down. Usually in the middle of the night. It's so annoying. It's <laughs> like, why can't my brain just sort it out in during the day? You know, come on, <laughs> just jot down a, a, like a kernel of an idea. And yeah, idea. We just just constantly just writing a few things down. And um, uh, I always uh, talking. My wife rolls her eyes a lot. I'm like, do you think this is funny? And she's like um, like I'm busy uh, but no <laughs> I'm like if oh. she says no I know it's funny so
3: oh
2: yeah. that's okay. that's the she's limbus test. barometer.
4: yeah <laughs> the limbus test. Is, yeah and no but yeah it is this constant evolve you know like um the, the guy decides thing came out of you know sort of nothing really and then I was like oh you could apply that sort of character to to lots of different mm-hmm. things um, and then I've been recently been doing these, you know, point of view, your thing. Oh, and you're like, you look—it's like you're checking out at shopping, yes. On um, yeah. shopping, and beep, 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 and they've gone really well, like at different locations. But then we're like, oh, we could do jobs as well. So we're <laughs> doing that as well. But, yeah. And and that's having a, a bit of a, a run at the moment. But yeah, there's, there's obviously lulls and things that go better than others, and it's just constantly just trying Is to. Is that a weirdly frustrating
2: thing when when one video gets seven hundred thousand views and the one the day before only got ninety five, and you're like, why? What, you're what? like, why? Come on! What happened? Yeah, what did I do wrong? You watch a fella? lot of tick you watch know. a lot of creators, as they like to call themselves, <laughs> and and they say I've been shadow banned and all this, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It just wasn't as good as the other stuff. It's, that's it's that's what I say funny. to myself. I say that that just wasn't as appealing. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Bad luck. It's Move so on. So true. And and TikTok
4: is so crazy for that as well. Like, I feel like the other platforms, you. I don't know, you'll get some feedback and you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But like TikTok is one of those ones where something can just go absolutely stressful. Yep. And then the other things are just like, oh, nah, six views. And you're like, okay, cool. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, it is frustrating. I guess when you, you know, when you're, um, when it is your job, uh, and at the moment it's, that's what I'm doing, and I've got my, I've got other things um, going on, which is which is great. I love the d- diversity of of, do, of what I'm doing at the moment. But yeah, like in the actual creator sort of a part of it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, right. We haven't had a, haven't had a one that's gone on a run for a. Yeah, for about you kind of got to walk okay,
2: away from the, right. the stats a bit and just create, just yeah. create the content and check in on it now and then. That's so and then, something
4: random will come out and be like, "Oh, that's it." And then you like focus on that for a bit. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, ma- I made a
2: video about a fridge, you know, just to get it done because yeah. it was in my house. Five hundred thousand views. I mean, is this happening? I'm Why? Is Why with the
4: door? Like with yes, door in the front Why?
2: House or that? Yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, I described you know, myself said- to Samsung as a fridge influencer. I thought that was good enough.
4: <laughs> Do you know what? You are an influencer, Trevor, because you influenced me. I um I always watch your um, I love tech um and you follow you on TikTok and your little clips about anyway I bought some of some Sennheiser um ear monitors that you were reviewing and I was oh, like yeah. if said yeah I'm going to check them out and I ordered some there you go you're officially a Sennheiser wow. As well. wow I'll send that clip to
2: them <laughs> don't worry <Yeah. laughs> so so just finally I mean you got a live comedy tour you've got merchandise yeah you've all, you've also got some written books is there more books like. Is that the plan? You just really need to just keep growing and keep doing and, you know, that way you can live the life which is, you know, do you feel like you're living that whole you never work a day in your life or is it hard work but it's rewarding?
4: Yeah, it is a bit of – but I think from the – it's really funny actually because it's – if you're on, um, I don't know, if your, people just see you online, they think it's just you've just done the random yes. video and mm. you're like, can you not see that I've got a expensive camera? How much camera effort with went it? there? Yes. Know, like, yeah, like, it's not just a phone. I know phones are good but you can't replicate like a nice, beautiful lens and all that. Anyway, um, and all the editing, like how do you think that takes? Anyway, yeah. um, but it is, it is hard work and some things take a long time And um, but I really enjoy it. It's so much fun. Like I don't, like it's just, you know, if, if I was – um, you know, had a boss and someone was telling me to do this, it obviously wouldn't be as no. fun. But I just can just walk in here to this office where I'm sitting right now. I'm looking at a wall of hats and scarves. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> who, who am I going to be, be today? today? Yes, yeah, who am I going to be today? Do, do
2: you have advice for the creative lull? Like, which, which oh. I think happens. To, uh, it's my biggest challenge, to be honest, yeah. being self employed is uh, I don't really have it in me today. Um, yeah. But you know, you need to. What, what do you yes. do to drive yourself?
4: This is the, this is the, best question Trevor and I don't really know um but okay. I think I'll keep asking almost, and I'll let you know what other people I think, say I think it's almost just not stressing but like you said something before like take a break from the stats take a break from yeah. the you know and just um and just I mean it's so hard to say let something come to you but mm. um I, I almost become more aware of I try to become more aware of life situations and in my you know uh, um what I'm doing at the moment is is sort of observation and stuff like that. Is, mm. um, if you become aware of the silly things that are happening in life, then um, then those things sometimes give you a kernel of an idea. The other thing is never be afraid to just ask your audience. Like what's some weird – Just mm. I just put up on my Instagram every now and again, what's some weird things you've seen this week? Yeah, <laughs> and, then, right. and then all of a sudden there's just some – random things like these pov videos i've been doing you know obviously i'm not a nurse so i asked my audience on instagram (laughs) what are some of the things that are um you know that frustrate nurses like what what's the nurse things and then i get a huge i got like three thousand responses i'm like okay now i've got to sort through (laughs) the ones which are common, you know, and put them all in, and then <laughs> then I get comments on Twitter or whatever. Jimmy must have been a nurse in his previous life. <laughs> 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 no, I asked. Really, it's like yeah, it's, it's yeah. research, people. It's, it's
2: called research. What's yeah, the research. What's the phone yeah. of choice for Jimmy Reese? Tech-wise, what uh, what are you What's your gadget um, of choice?
4: Rocket and iPhone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got I got the new um, MacBook Pro with the M M one Max in there. That's great. That's fantastic. Loving that. I've got Sony products for my camera. Um, I don't know what else. Yes. What else do you want to know? No, I'd no, no that's here. that's what my
2: <laughs> that's what most it's it's one of those uh, you know iPhone versus Android is always an interesting yeah. one that you, you do come across the odd Android person, but amazingly sometimes they don't speak about it. It's, it's a very strange strange world we live in where iPhone has that uh, that clout and uh, it's and just many not people that thing, doesn't it? Yeah,
4: it, it's a it's yeah. a proud thing to have, mate. Well. Yep. Can I ask you one question? Yeah. What what um what should I what am I looking at? What's something that will make my life easier? Anything off the top of your head? I think so the problem
2: like- is you've already got all the like the things that I use in my day because I actually do film all my stuff mostly on an iPhone for um yeah right for, yeah. For, for TikTok anyway not for other yeah. other platforms but you know I think sometimes the accessories of the world are actually the the game changer like have you, yeah. have you got Apple AirTags?
4: No. Oh my god. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, okay. So you need to tags.
2: jump online uh, and buy a four-pack of Apple AirTags. I think that's okay. about 150 bucks, And you can put a set on your keys, your wife's keys. Um, I put oh. one in my passport wallet. And, man, I've never lost a thing since we've had them. They are the single best gadget going uh, for 45 this, bucks each.
4: This is so good. You there know you go. what? I, I don't know why I haven't thought of this because multiple times a day my keys disappear.
2: Well, Hello. And the yeah. thing is, um, if you leave them at the shops, you'll know where they are. But if you leave them at home, it'll direct you down to the oh. centimeter with an arrow on the screen of your iPhone where the where the item is. Man, it's oh, so cool, Trevor. Game it's changer. Man, <laughs> lovely to talk to you. So so love the content you make. I, you know what I love most about it is it just makes me smile. And I think that's that's oh, the most rewarding thing you. that you can bring to people is just a smile. And uh, yeah. sometimes we need that more than other days, but. It's just, yeah. just one of those ones you're flicking through, flicking through, flicking through. Oh, hang on, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm go. going to turn the volume up on this one. No captions are going to do this justice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, thanks, Trevor. I appreciate that. And I love all things tech and, and following use. Uh, a thrill as well, especially, you know, when there's a, a fridge with a door in it. I'm here for you.
2: I'm here for you. Thanks <laughs> for the chat, mate.
4: Thank you. <laughs> EFTN. You're listening to the EFTN Podcast. EFTN.
2: Now, I was watching, I don't know if it was A Current Affair or something the other day, the Today Show do it as well. It's like there's this thing where they put a graphic up and they say, "And the, our best stories come from you and the email address is this. It's actually a really good point, and I just want to reinforce here that I'm just me. Uh, Daniel and Scott, who who write for EFTM, they have day jobs and they work stupidly hard and then they write cool content uh, when they can. But In terms of the office here, it's just me. In terms of the emails, it's just me. So if you go to EFTM.com and click Ask Trev, comes to my phone, and then every Tuesday I go through them all and create content from it via this podcast. But if you see something, say something. <laughs> um, so if you buy something awesome, let me know. If something interesting has changed in your tech life, like a, a planned subscription has gone down in price, or like if it's a tech story you see, email me. Send me an email, because there's often – Genuinely stories, um, so yeah, absolutely. Send me an email. I'm always keen to hear from you about um, stories, story ideas. So get in touch anytime, folks. EFTM.com. Click ask EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening and uh, here to take your calls. Got a question? Go to the website EFTM.com. G'day, Andrew.
5: Hey Trev, how are you going? Good buddy,
2: a long time no speak, how's things?
5: Hey, mate, it's flat chat, mile a minute, you know, you know the drill, no, no, life doesn't Imagine
2: stop. being bored.
5: I haven't been bored in 20 plus years. <laughs> I,
2: don't. Um, I like getting bored on planes, that's about it. <laughs> what can I do for you man, what's happening?
5: Oh, I was listening to your podcast from a couple of weeks ago with the lady that bought the or was replacing her old TV, and hmm. you mentioned the Hisense A7G series. Yep, and I just thought I'd let let you know that I recently purchased purchased the forty three inch model.
2: What's that worth? Um, well, under a thousand, I assume, at forty three inches.
5: Yeah, no, it's uh, approximately six hundred dollars RRP.
2: Not bad, not bad at all. Good. And what what drew you to that? What did you What were you replacing one or?
5: Yeah, I had a tr- trusty Samsung LED 32 inch that I'd had in the bedroom for many years and really enjoyed it. So I was looking at replacing it with the the next model of the Samsung, um, but they were like, um, uh, you know, not eight hundred, nine hundred dollars
2: for the same size but, for a forty something.
5: No, for the just for the 32 inch replacement for a the,
2: 32 inch.
5: Oh, my apologies. I apologise. Yeah, the the forty yeah the 43 would have been nine hundred. A lot of um, money isn't Sam- it? for a, yeah, for a anything under
2: under fifty five inches should be a long way under a thousand bucks. I mean, yeah. that's bread and butter stuff. They're definitely making more money on the cheaper ones than they are. I don't know. I just on a percentage basis, it feels like a lot of money. Did what did yeah, you um, use on the old Samsung? Because an old ten year old wouldn't have had apps or anything on it. What do, What do you have plugged into it?
5: I just had the um, uh, DVD player and the and the Chromecast.
2: Oh, Chromecast. Well, that's a win. Yes. And so, how have you found the high sense?
5: I am absolutely loving it. The um, the screen is beautiful. The picture is crisp. Um, for you know, the uh, it, it like you say the the 4K at that size may not matter, but it, it looks beautiful.
2: Do you and do you notice it? Like obviously you have got a bigger screen, so that's good. That's that's noticeable. But are you noticing quality? Are you noticing anything to do with like backlighting, for example? Because 10 years is a big difference in TVs
5: yeah no it's a lot brighter colors pop a lot more um it's a lot crisper yeah mm. the the display there's a yeah it's a, it's a the how would you put it it's a lot more fluid you can't sort of you, you can't sort of see the pixels like you possibly oh, that's put on interesting the older one. yeah yeah
2: right okay mm-hmm. um and did it get the wife's approval because you know the bedroom TV has to be easy to use um you know because my wife will just flick on Netflix now and then and if she doesn't know how to do that I'm in big trouble.
5: Oh no, the usability is fine, especially with all the buttons. You get quite a few buttons on the uh, Hisense remote for specific apps.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And what's so? If you've got the Hisense there, uh, and I think you said you're a bit of a long-time Samsung TV man, you've got something bigger and better out in the lounge room, obviously.
5: Yeah, about about a year ago, purchased the Neo QLED. Oh, nice. Eighty-five uh, A. Um, 55 inch. It's a absolutely gorgeous TV. It's, wow. Well, it's a I bought it on sale for about two thousand dollars down from twenty six. Yep. And um, it the main the main reason I got that one was because it has the HDMI two point one for gaming for the, X, for the Xbox Series X.
2: You are you've got to have your uh, your Forza Horizon in in full glory, right? Hundred
5: and twenty frames per second.
2: <laughs> um. I think, uh, I think you're one of the people, whenever Forza comes out, you're one of the people on my Xbox Gamertag thing that I, you know, you know, it tells you there's someone that's got more XP boards than you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've got to beat him. I've got to beat him. <laughs> I've got to get more.
5: Yeah, and no, I see your name come up occasionally.
2: <laughs> it's a competitive world of gaming. What, what games are you into most now? What are you spending, what are you wasting your time on? That, that boredom time.
5: Uh, it's a, still a lot of forza horizon but a lot of halo at the moment because there ah, new right. season halos out with the in, halo infinite
2: nice all right yes. well good stuff my man i'm glad you had a little bit of a rubber stamp there on the high sense uh um i haven't you know tried every single model but because i think the a7g would be like a couple of models down the range you know i can never yes. really understand their body numbering and naming it's uh, i just wish they'd Put them as good, better, best, or something. So in the store, you can just go, okay, this one's better than that one. But you can pretty much do that on price. But um, but yeah, it's nice to know that it's a it's a good model.
5: One thing I will mention with the A seven G, um, the the in in TV speakers are one of the best ones I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. The um, I know they backfire to the wall, but it really it does list them as in in speaker Dolby Atmos, and it sounds really great.
2: See, I've always doubted the whole. This has got Dolby Atmos. It's like, yeah, okay, but you don't even have it. It's not even a sound bar on the bottom. Like, how how could it possibly be doing anything more than just bouncing off the wall? But I guess if they slightly upward fire something, there there is a bit of Atmos feel to it.
5: All right. Yeah, they've definitely they've de- definitely done something with that model, and um, it's it's the best in TV speakers I've had in, in a long time.
2: Wonderful. All right. Good man. All right. Well, you know, you got a nine hundred dollar TV for just over five hundred. It sounds like so. I mean that's what that, that TV launched at. Um, so yeah, that, that's a nice win over the course of a year, I reckon.
5: Mm, no, it was, all right, it mate. Was definitely worth. But I thought if anybody's out there who wants a is and aaring, an the the A7G is a great one. Perfect. Whatever size you want.
2: Love it. Well done, mate. Thanks for the endorsement.
5: No worries, mate.
2: Good on you, mate. Stay well. Take care, Trev. Cheers, buddy. And um, you know, look, it's fun because I don't have every TV. I've only got I've only reviewed a few of them you can't watch them all so if you're buying something and loving it let me know because like Andrew and Andrew's been probably one of the longest term listeners to this podcast um, going back a very long way if you're buying stuff and it's great let people know um, th- there's no better endorsement and you know, I would say that the endorsement of uh, an end user buyer like yourself, has way more credibility than my thoughts on it in a studio here because people go oh you 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 know you sp- I didn't, I didn't buy the TV to review it so how does that make you know sense to a lot of people so I think it's good that I can tell you about the features and stuff but it's so good to hear someone go I bought it and I love it that's what we want to hear Well, I've talked a lot about scams here, and I think the one biggest problem I have with the the deception that occurs on the internet is, what do you do after the fact? We all know someone who's been scammed. Unfortunately, not a lot of people talk about it amongst themselves. But in New South Wales, there is something that's being done, and to talk about it is the Minister for the Area Related, the uh, Customer Service Minister and Digital Government, Victor Dominello, joins me on the line. G'day, Victor. Mate, ID support. This sounds like a great idea for that very purpose. You know, what do you do after you've been scammed and now my driver's license is in someone else's hands?
0: Yeah, it's a really complex issue because identity is – you need identity to get identity, Mm. Uh, as as somebody said to me the other day. So when your identity is lost or compromised, uh, it is a – minefield to try and navigate your way in in restoring it. And that's why uh, we established ID support uh, in the same way, same genre as Service New South Wales, you know, that front door, that tele response approach to try and navigate the labyrinth that is government.
2: And I think one of the – there's some some words you use in this and you just said, you know, front door. There's also a phrase on the website called no wrong doors. Is the concept of that people make a lot of calls trying to find out where to go?
0: Yeah, look, I've given uh, this metaphor in relation to government before. It's a, it's like a, a big rambling mansion. Some would call it a, a haunted house. Uh, you know, so there's various ways to get into this place. You can go over the moat, you can go through the back door, you can go through the broken window on the side. But mm. you know, if you want that red carpet experience, we suggest to go through the front door. It doesn't mean you can't go through the rear window. But if you want that red carpet experience, the front door, and in this case, it's Service New South Wales, but for uh, ID recovery, it's ID support.
2: And so what is the process broadly? If my driver, so let's say I've, uh, the process of identity fraud is well underway and I, you know, I've handed over my driver's license accidentally to someone. So they've got my birth date, they got my driver's license number, all these things. Is In principle, do we get a new driver's license number? Is that how it happens? And, and are you just facilitating that or is it a much greater process?
0: Well, it depends. It really depends on the extent of the compromise right. of your identity. So, for example, if there's a, a complete breach of your identity and, and you're a high-risk individual, you might need to get uh, you know, a completely new driver's licence, uh, in which case uh, the the concierge at ID support uh, would help navigate that for you. And they would make sure that the, uh, the licence is either repaired or, in this case, Reissued you know, with completely new details, as is required.
2: And so, where does ID support operate out of? Is it a whole new group of people, or is it a, a subset of uh, another department that just you know needs to have a different approach to the way they they deal with the the people that are victims of this kind of kind of problem and crime?
0: Well, it's it's pretty similar to the way we operate in Department of Customer Service. That is, yeah, uh, you know, it's a collaboration piece because ID support lives within the Department of Customer Service, but they have to collaborate with uh, transport because they actually mm. have the drive system that where the licences live. Uh, they have to operate with police, um, you know, if, if there are other security uh, threats at play. Um, they've got to operate with um, people in, in the Working With Children check team. Again, mm. another identity place. They'd need to collaborate with birth, deaths and marriages if, if your uh, identity like you know, through adversity has been compromised. So uh, the, their job is to make sure that they have all the connections in place uh, in a seamless way so that you don't need to knock on a hundred different doors.
2: I would feel worried if I had my identity truly stolen, You know all those things you've mentioned, that there's no way of coming back. It feels like you need to go into you know witness protection and create a whole new identity and I guess the worry that people would have would be one of the biggest problems. So a lot of it is actually about the mannerisms and and being able to give people that actual support that isn't a physical government service in in that you know new driver's license, but actually it's is it also helping refer people to places that can help them um, with the I guess the emotional impact of this.
0: Yeah, spot on, Trevor. And that's why there's counselling support available as well because when, I've heard some horrific tales mm. of people essentially. Whose identity has been significantly compromised, and it takes months and months, if not years, to work its way through the system. Whether it's bank accounts, uh, whether it's other, uh, you know, crucial credential documents, uh, you can imagine the stress uh, and vulnerability that people would go through. And that's why counselling support is also on offer. But can can I just um, you know take it back to a, a you know a more broader level? yeah you know, we are at unbelievable risk uh, in the digital age uh, through cyber. There's just no doubt about that. Mm. And people say, well, well, let's go back to paper. Well, that's like saying to a surgeon, well, don't don't use robotics to operate on my knee, get the hacksaw out again. Mm. We need to continue in our digital journey, but we need to have um, you know protections in place. And that's why ID support for me is such a critical pillar of our you know, digital transformation because what we need to do to the crims out there, they will always constantly be after your money, your identity, and everything else that relates to that. Now, one thing we can do is build resilience because that fight is going to continue. They're always going to try and breach the wall. We're always going to try and patch the wall. But if we can help people become resilient so that if, if they do breach war, if they do hack into your identity, we can get people back on their feet ASAP, mm. then they won't start you know, coming to New South Wales anymore uh, because they don't get many gains. They'll start going to other jurisdictions where we don't have ID support, where we can't put people back on their feet because that's where they'll get the biggest bang for their buck.
2: And and speaking of the digital government and your push towards that, there is a lot of fear. And I mean, I I remember just before the federal election, you made a post on Facebook about, you know, um, the move towards uh, digital voting and, you know, people's fears over that kind of stuff. There is a a fear that when we go digital, these things happen. But in reality, it's actually the end user. It's the consumer that makes the error, Um, whether it's with a government document or your credit card. It's end users who click on the wrong link or give the wrong information over governments can't, Prevent that, but you're looking to be there at the other side of the problem.
0: Absolutely, and, and you're you, you spot on. I remember that that post uh, vividly uh, because mm. there were a lot of people that, understandably, are concerned. Yeah. But again, uh, we need to transition uh, in a safe and trusted way, and I think one of the uh, elements of trust is showing people that look, there is a safety net underneath in the event uh, that there is a fall.
3: Mm.
2: Look, I mean, we'll have to talk about the voting thing another day because it's a fascinating one. But the main thing right now is that New South Wales is doing everything it can to not just, I guess the word isn't protect, it's about helping, um, which is not something we normally think of with government. And I guess that's where customer service comes into it all, right? You, your whole yeah. department is about making sure that um, residents of New South Wales feel like they're being guided through this evolution and you're there before, during, and after any digital um, transition.
0: Yeah, like you're spot on, Trevor. Like I can't expect any, well, if any if any politician, if any government says you will live long forever and have no problems, you'll never fall over, it'll just be heaven on earth. Well, yeah, that just doesn't work. Mm. There are bad people in the world that try and hack into, for example, your identity. So, and you know, governments can do as much as they humanly can to stop it, but the reality is there will always be Uh, dark forces out there. So what we need to do is in addition to bolstering our defence, just in case, have the security in place so that if people fall over, if they do the wrong thing, if they give their identity away uh, innocently, that they can get picked up uh, as soon as possible.
2: Just finally, do you still get Text messages, calls from ministers in other states asking for your help and advice on things like service New South Wales because we still are a long way ahead of everyone else in the country, and that was proven during COVID.
0: Oh, absolutely! In fact, I was recently in San Francisco, you know, California, uh, Silicon Valley, and uh, I was speaking to uh, very senior bureaucrats there in relation to. Uh, what we're doing, like, for example, we've got the digital birth certificate rolling out. We've got an education wallet that we're rolling out. There's so many things that is, that are, is under the hood that we're about to roll out. And they were just gobsmacked. Uh, they they don't even have a digital driver's license. Yeah. Yet, and that's that's just your toe in the water for uh, you know seamless service delivery. And the same with other jurisdictions across Australia. Um, you know, First and foremost, I'm an Australian. So I don't care the colour of the politics. If, if another government comes up and says, look, uh, you know, whether they're green, blue, purple, yellow, teal, I don't care. Uh, you know, My first obligation is to help other governments across the nation to, because first and foremost, we're all Australian.
2: Yeah. Well, you've done amazing things and the team are continuing to do it. Congratulations on ID support and hopefully it doesn't have to help too many people. But obviously the fact that it does is a good thing. Appreciate your time.
0: You're most welcome. Thanks, Trevor.
2: Daniel's on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you?
5: Yeah, look, um, I was just um, had some old HEIC files um, from an old backup from my wife's old iPhone and I was Mm. just wondering how to convert them to JPEG quite easily, so.
2: How many you reckon you've got? Oh, look, um,
5: the way my wife takes photos, probably a couple of thousand. Oh, wow.
2: Okay. Um, Windows or Mac? What computer have you got?
5: Um, we've got a Windows 10 HP.
2: Beautiful. Well, on um, on a Windows computer, there is an app, in fact, in the Microsoft Store, I think it is, um, that you install. I'm just trying to remember the exact name of it, but there is definitely apps on a Windows computer. And so I used to do this again. You'd have that drama. Yeah, oh, I haven't switched that iPhone to JPEG. And you right-click on all the files and just hit Convert to JPEG. And it Beautiful. just... Mate, it happens real quick. Yep. So there's there's some online that are good, you drag and drop, but definitely yep. look for one that actually installs onto Windows. Yep. Um, yep. I'm pretty confident there are a couple. I just can't think of the exact name of the one I use, but just look for one that yep. installs and then is a right click. That yep. will change your world, mate. You'll be done in an instant. Not a problem. All right, all buddy, right. good luck. Thanks for that. No worries at all. Happy to help with simple questions and uh, – I don't remember the name of it, but my God, it was such a simple thing for me. I was able to just right-click on files that I'd emailed myself or had put in a Dropbox or whatever. I mean, HEIC is, stands for High Efficiency Image Compression, I think. Um, and I don't know if it's Apple's technology or whether they were just the first and only to use it, but essentially on, an, on a new iPhone, it'll, it'll by default... In fact, I should check. My God, I've just switched to another different iPhone and... Should check that it hasn't done that to me because I'm going to be taking photos next week. Um, it does that by default. It goes with this, you know, high efficiency. So format, video format, most compatible versus high efficiency. That's um, um, that's what uh, that's what you're looking at. So you want to switch that to most compatible for sure um, to make sure that you're um, you're getting the result you want. It um, look the high efficiency saves space. Um, so, if space is your issue, then you might want to use it. But if you share across to your computer and other things the HEIC files, it becomes very, very frustrating. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's my recommendation on that. Good luck. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. As I said, off next week from this podcast, but you'll be, your podcast feed will be full of the Two Blokes Talking Tech content. Um, thanks to WWDC, uh, there'll be plenty of that as well. Um, but the EFTM podcast will be back the week after that. Uh, and then the week after that, it I don't know when it'll appear because I'm going to America hopefully to record some podcast content. So that's still to come. So it's all happening in June. I said this to my wife earlier on. June is epic, crazy, weird. So it's going to be all action stations. Anyway, um, get in touch anytime, folks. EFTM.com. Leave a rating and a review. We love those. As you well know, it helps feed my ego, which just generally helps make me realise I should keep going. (laughs) Um, And thanks for downloading. Tell your friends um, and let's get more people enjoying the EFTM podcast. Talk to you next week. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Well, not next week. I mean, you know what I mean.